Hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to yet another personal spiritual journeys episode of Think Spiritual Podcasts. dear listeners and thank you for joining us today i have with me today and over the internet by the way the first uh podcast that i have produced uh with this internet connection known as uh, zencaster so this is a new thing and may uh may bring about some new and different opportunities for think spiritual podcast perhaps but i have my friend and fellow Heroes Journey podcaster, Mr. Rich Decker, with me today. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Rich? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm very excited to uh, talk to you and be on the show. I'm really glad to have you on here because I found your show when I was uh, searching for other Heroes Journey podcasts. Now, my podcast didn't specifically start out that way it sort of ended up becoming a hero's journey podcast so then i had the thought it's like oh maybe i should reach out to find some other hero's journey podcasts and reach out to them and see if we can work together somehow or i don't know i have this vision in my mind of maybe it's like having them all compiled in one place maybe one of these days or something like that but it's i don't know where where that idea will lead or not well, but, I'm, glad, uh, I'm so glad you contacted me. Thank you. It's been <laughs> great so far. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I listened to a few of your podcasts, and then the one thing I wanted to know was who you were, Rich. I, I, I had found one little video of you on, on YouTube, but it's like, no, it's like, what's your story? What's your story? You, you delve into so many other people's stories, and, and I want to give you the chance to tell your own here, too, today. So, Well, thank you for that opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. And I, I'm very glad you could join me here. Uh, so, well, before I actually get into the interview questions, I, I'd like to ask you, like, what what do you do? Like, in, what what do you love to do? Like, in your your own time, your free time, or unfortunately, these days I don't have much of that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much free time. I, I love music. I've always loved music. And so I try to go see live shows as much as I can. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And, and I love opera. I love the opera. So in, in I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, the Arizona or the uh, Arizona Opera Company. They, they only do five a year, but I always like to go to the opera. But I try to go to see music as much as I can and, and, and go live, see live music. There's something different about when you see a band live. Really? It, it yeah. Is, you know, when you, instead of just listening to a recording. Yes. Oh, for sure. Well, I can imagine that's maybe, is, is that feeling kind of amplified with opera? You know, it, I, I had a friend of mine, I, I was, uh, joined a Toastmasters group a few years ago and there's this woman in the group and she is the oldest woman who ever climbed Mount Kilimanjaro at 85. And she's actually going to go back because she wants oh, to wow. be the oldest person to do it. She's 87 now, mm -hmm. but she, she did a, a speech on the opera and I never really understood the opera and what it was really all about. So she invited me to go and I loved it. I loved oh, it. Really? I loved it. It's something I never thought I loved it. But the thing is with opera, 
you, it, it's almost an experience that requires you seeing it live because right. it, yeah. it, it's not just what you're seeing and hearing. It's what you're feeling. It's the vibration and, and that from the voice. That's why I like live music too. It's, it's all those elements combined. And, and, and I've seen some operas that just, just literally blew my, I mean, it blew me away. And, and I, so I love it. <laughs> so by the sound of you, it sounds like you're saying that there's a spiritual experience in that. Absolutely. It takes you to another place that you don't normally experience in your every day-to-day life. Even if you're listening to your radio or you have your earbuds in or anything like that, it just it takes you to a different place. It's, it's, it's storytelling with music and, and music is part of the story as well. So it's not just what the actors are saying, which is usually in a foreign language, uh, but it, the music tells a story as well. It's a very interesting, con- it's a, yes. very, it's really yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I did a, a short online course on some opera just for, I don't remember why I did it exactly. <laughs> It was just more curiosity. And yeah, the storytelling of the music was actually a huge portion of that, of that little course. So, so. Yeah. You notice, you, hmm. you notice yourself while you're there and, and as the music change, you notice your emotions change. And so it, it, oh, all, it all works okay. in, in combination, not just what they're saying, not just what they're acting, but what the music's doing. It's like a, those two combined are powerful. Yes. I'm, you know, I imagine so. I, I think I've been in some situations where I could probably identify with that for sure. Uh, where the, where the music is really carrying you along with the evening. Oh yes, for sure. So, uh, since I've already delved into the, uh, issue of spirituality a little bit there, uh, can I ask you what that term spiritual means to you personally, Rich? Uh, I guess at one time I, I thought it kind of meant like something like a, like a spirit world or something like that. But I don't know. I, I kind of look at that now as like believing in ghosts. Now I, I may be wrong, but at this point in my life, at this period, I don't necessarily believe that. Uh, right. What spirituality means to me now is the unknown what I don't know, which is just about everything. Spirituality to me now means the mystery. What, like, what is this? What, why, what, why, you know, that, that age old question, why are we here? What is any of this? Why the universe is this huge, um, unimaginable vastness. What, what is all this? Where'd it come from? That's what, <laughs> that's what it, it, it means to me now is, is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. It's just the mystery and just trying to come to grips with the mystery. That's what spirituality means. Now, no, is there another world or other dimensions? Possibly. Uh, the only thing I know is for sure is that someday uh, I will die. You will die. Anyone that's listening to this will, will be dead someday and we'll find out. Yes. But in the yep. meantime, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I don't understand any of it, really. So it's the mystery of everything. Exactly. That's what spirituality yeah. is to me now is the mystery of yeah. everything. I, I've never thought of it in those terms. Thank you. I'm going to steal that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> the mystery of everything. The mystery of everything. <laughs> well, that's, re- that's, really, that's really an interesting way of putting it because then you're not putting spirituality in any kind of a box at all. 
you're completely wide open then. Right. There, there's no, there's no, how do they say there's, you know, we live in a dual dualistic world. That's in a way kind of not being uh, non-dualistic because everything's spirituality. Everything's a mystery. I'm a mystery. How does, how did, you know, just a thing that comes to mind is my liver or, or any mammal's liver. How did that develop? You know, how did they, we, how did we come from this, <laughs> supposedly single cell organism or living in this primordial soup to, to where we are now. I mean, it's just the mystery of it, the mystery of everything. So that really, that concept there really speaks to the idea that God or whatever you want to call God is within everything in the, in the very fabric of creation sort of thing. It sure does. It sure does. Uh, you know, do you ever see the movie The Prince of Darkness, uh, the John Carpenter movie? I did not see that. You know, no. you might want to look into it for your podcast. So, it's, you know, it's a horror show. Okay. But basically what they were saying is Antichrist is in matter. It's in it's in the matter itself. And that so God is in matter and everything. So that huh. could be. But then on the flip side, I, I, I'm not entirely convinced that we're not living in some type of holographic world that this is not <laughs> real, you know, like the Matrix kind of thing. And, and there's no way to right. prove it that right. it isn't. Yes. So I, again, it's the mystery. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm just trying to unpeel the layers, uh, trying to just unpeel the layers. Right. Okay. So – how do you unpeel those layers then? Do you have a specific religion or a spiritual practice that you work through that with? Uh, my, my main thing is through meditation and also trying to embrace contemplative practices, trying to be mindful. I guess the term is mindfulness now. My company's Mindful Accord. Uh, right. I, I, yes. I, 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 that's how I explore my spirituality is just trying to silence really just trying to find more silence and to be more aware and to understand that everything is impermanent and that uh, no moment lasts and there's only the present moment the future doesn't exist and the past doesn't mm -hmm. exist there's only now the eternal now so yes that, yeah that, that's my religion right now do i necessarily believe in some higher power that's in control of everything. Not really. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I often am. Uh, as I said, someday I'll find out for sure, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't see that now. I'm just trying to be in the moment as much as I can, which is extremely challenging. So uh, let's go back to mindfulness for a second there, because that's it's something that I see pop up quite a bit. And I think I follow quite a few people on Twitter that are sort of mindfulness, shall we say, instructors or followers or I don't I don't know what you'd call it exactly. So is there a definition of is there like a layman's definition of that that you could give? Me? Uh, it's just being aware of, of, of where you're at externally, internally and being in the moment. That's the best way to describe mindfulness. Now, other people have different definitions, like, for example, yes. uh, the, the Buddhist uh, definition of mindfulness is a little bit different than some others. But I see mindfulness of, as just being aware, you know, we're con constantly, continually lost in thought. 
And even when you get aware of the moment, a, a half a second later, you'll be lost in thoughts again. And okay, yeah. all right, that that starts to make a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, I, it's, it's just I get being aware and not lost in your thoughts. But it happens in a in a, in a split second that you'll be lost in thoughts yes. again. So that's what mindfulness yeah. is really to me. So it's it's kind of the state of. Uh, I've kind of been saying lately that, that the body is kind of for doing and, but the mind is kind of for being just, just, just existing, just being. So it's kind of being aware of just that, just the fact that you're, you are. I think that's <laughs> I a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. I, I, it's something I've never really thought about before. I'm going to steal that. Too. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are the, these are the areas my, my brain goes. When I, when I grasp those thoughts, that's, uh, well, that's, that, mindfulness. That's, like, that's, that's being aware. That's having those moments of those aha moments, you know, and yes, it may change yeah. and it's not the same for everybody, but it's, it's true for you at the moment. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that, uh, uh, that, that truth can kind of change over time too, can't it? Oh, sure. Sure. Cause, cause what's true one day may not be true another day. It's all, we all filter these, the, these, the, this experience we call life, it gets filtered through all our senses and all, all our beliefs and all these programs that were put in our brain when we were four and we carry with us the rest of our lives. So that we, that's how we experience, that's how we experience it. Those things change. Everything changes. Nothing lasts. It's constantly in a flux. It's a constantly like a wave mm. of the ocean. It's always moving. Nothing stays the same. It's just only thing that clings is, is our brain, is our mind. Everything else is constantly fluxing. You know, uh, you get down to a subatomic level. You know, the atoms and, and, and the protons and neutrons, they're, they're, they're fluxing in and out of existence constantly. So what is that? Where do they go? I mean, so nothing stays the same. Just our thoughts are, are clinging to the past or worrying about the future. That's the only thing that stays. Right. Yeah. And so the point is to try to stay in that, walk that line between the past and the future, which is the now, I guess. That, that's the idea, but it sure is hard. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been, I've been learning a lot lately is walking that line. I've been focused on order and chaos and walking that line in between is where you want to be sort of thing, Yeah, but it's the same. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just, I was just going to say it's, it's the same with whatever sort of dual concept you think of walking the line in between is the, is the place to be. Right. Yeah. There's a great way of, uh, are you familiar with Richard War, who's a Franciscan priest? I, I am. Uh, my parents really love his teachings. Yeah, he, he's great. Uh, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian. I'm not exactly a spiritual yeah. person, but he 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 described the contemplative life uh, <clears throat> a great way. He said it's 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 under, it's taking what you know and and what you don't know and and kind of combining it and just being. I don't know about comfortable with it, but just being a witness to it and just being contemplative about it. Just uh, the mystery. It's always the mystery. You know, you think, you know, something and then it changes or it changes for you, but it's okay. It's just the moment. It's the mystery. It's the being contemplative in that moment. Hmm. No, that's, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's some good stuff there. It just makes me makes me think, and I go, "Oh yeah, I got to keep doing the podcast." Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I yeah. think about sure. that. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We haven't talked about much of your life yet, or anything specifically, but I, I always want to know if there is like one major life event or kind of experience that, shall we say, set you on this current path or that changed your, if you had a specific worldview at one point, has it drastically shifted? Oh, uh, it's like a different world. Uh, for many years, I was lived in depression and anxiety uh, in, in one state mm -hmm. or the other, kind of drifting between one or the other for years. Uh, I could put on a face in public, but internally I was always in turmoil and I was always miserable, just miserable for years. And this went back to when I was a, small child. I, I had just a lot going on internally. I, I'll share a story with you just to explain uh, what was going on yeah, with sure. me. And I've never said this publicly to anybody, but I'm just going to share it now. So uh, when I was a kid, oh, thank I, you. I, oh, you're welcome. I, I had these horrible temper <laughs> tantrums. And uh, my parents and I were living in an apartment at one time, and we got evicted because of my temper tantrums were so bad. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So there's where I was. And that carried on for years and years and years. And I tried different things, uh, to, 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 to medicate that and to self-medicate, uh, mainly drugs and alcohol. And finally, when I stopped doing that and I had some moments of clarity, I said, Hey, you know, this is not working anymore. Uh, it never did. But what I found was I don't have to be miserable. I can choose to not be miserable, but I have to find a way to do that because I had been conditioned or whatever, whatever was going on from the time I was young to that point. That's, that was what I believed. That was my life. But so I had a friend introduce, uh, meditation and mindfulness to me. And I, even though I was stopped all the self-medicating and the craziness, <clears throat> my, my thoughts were very scrambled. So it was very difficult for me at first to just sit for two minutes, but I kept doing it and I kept doing it and, and I started feeling better. And then a few weeks later, I, I noticed I'd become a calmer person. And I felt better. And at that time, I was taking three different medications for high blood pressure. Uh, I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Uh, my, my, my health, my diet was, was very poor. So when I started becoming calmer and it started changing, then I, I, I kind of realized, wait a minute, well, okay, so I got to take care of the other side now too. So I've got to take care of the body part as well. So that was the event that, that, set to where I am in, in motion was, was, was I finally stopped the craziness and, and got calmer and, and, and just quieted my mind a little bit. So it was really a, a, a big mindset change overall, uh, kind of similar to, to my own in a sense where you just say, this isn't working. I have to do something different. Right. I was at a point, I was at a point, Mark, where I was, Suicide was a daily thought. In fact, mm, it, yeah. it, it was the first thought yeah. that would come to my mind when I woke up in the morning. It's like, how am I, am I is today the day I'm going to end this? And how am I going to do it? 
it wasn't even like consciously. It was just the first thoughts that would enter my mind. It was almost like I conditioned my mind to do that, which I did. And so it was so bad. And I, it was all my own creation. It was all my own creation uh, through the years or whatever. It was all my own creation. Now, I know there's people out there uh, that, that uh, require medication for depression, and, and yes. it works for them. Yeah. Uh, I tried it. It yeah. didn't work. Uh, in fact, it yeah. made me wackier. <laughs> it made me even yeah. worse. But, you know, again, I, I was not only taking antidepressants, but I was drinking and drugging and smoking. So, I mean, that's just a bad combination, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I survived. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, it just uh, once I realized that, I, I, I can change this. It doesn't have to be this way. And, and I can quiet my mind and, and that I don't have to be like I was, I can change. And so that's when everything changed. Hmm. Wow. And how, how long ago would that be rich? About seven years ago. So, so again, so similar, similar to Meister. So it's not that long ago. No, no, it's still, it's still pretty fresh for me on, on this new world that wow. I live in now. So it's, it's, it, it, it but you know, it, it, it was such a drastic change. It was such a paradigm shift that it, it seems that that old, the person I look at now, it almost seems like a different person. And he was in many ways. Yeah. And I've had people yeah. that knew me then and know me now. And they say, well, you just, you just, you're just different. So yeah, it can, well, that, that's, can happen. that's good that they confirm that for you too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it. Cause I, again, I, like you were, I was so miserable and every day of my life was just misery. Uh, I, I don't know how I held on. I think part of it was the reason I didn't like end this is because I didn't want to do that to my mother. It, but after right. she passed, I, I don't know what kept me going. Honestly, I, I just perhaps, you know, cause I was raised Catholic. So in, in, in a lot of religions, but in Catholicism, particularly if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Right. So, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. So not necessarily that I believed in hell, but maybe that belief is what kept me going. I don't know. I, I thought about that. I, I've contemplated that, so to speak, but I, I don't know, but something kept me going. And uh, finally, when I got to the point where I s was able to stop and, 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 and quiet the mind a little bit, uh, that life is, that's a, just a different person. Wow. That's, that, that's a big change for, for that short amount of time, actually, like for, for me to hear you talk and the little bit of talking we've done and listening to your podcasts, that's, uh, well, and then you've, you, you've, you've started your own podcast and your own journey in that regard. And it's, I, I mean, even for me to imagine that you were this other way, that's, that's that's a big change in a short amount of time. So I I congratulate you. Well, thank you for 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 one, and uh, I'm I'm proud to know this new you. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm glad to know you too. And if you would have known me about seven years ago, you wouldn't have wanted to know me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, you would have said I think you would have said the same about me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to be around me, so why would anyone else want to be around me? So, uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, bad. yeah. It was bad, but you know, it's the hero's journey. Uh, the abyss yes. phase for me was decades, 
but I survived. Yeah. And I, and I'm able to yes. tell my story and share what I learned from that journey, from my perspective and my beliefs and my filtering system and share it with others. That's why I love the hero's journey because we, we all can live that. We all are supposed to live it, I think, or I'm maybe not supposed to is, is not the right word. That's, that's uh, presupposing that fate. I, I don't know. It, it, I don't know that there's free will, but <clears throat> I do mm-hmm. know that we all live that, or we all can, or we all should live. The hero's yes. Journey. Well, it, it, the, uh, the take I've, I've come across there. It, it's if you want to live your best life, if you want to be your best self, then you have to take that journey, that, that inward journey. Right. That there's many sayings about that, you know, uh, everything you always, you'll ever need is already within you. And I, yeah, that, that was one, when I first heard that, I was like, is that true? And I, I feel like it's just truer and truer. It, it's, it's like we, we dig the answers out of ourselves. Right. Over time. It's like, it's like unpeeling an onion. You just keep peeling back the layers, trying to figure out. Right. Yeah. You know, going back to your, so go, going back to your, question. we're all ogres like Shrek. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the hero's journey. Shrek's the hero's journey. Yeah. Almost every, yeah. Any, every movie is, that you see, no matter if it's a horror story, a drama, or um, uh, a thriller, if it follows the hero's journey, most likely you're going to go, oh, that was a pretty good movie. Right. <laughs> or right. it was decent. Yeah. Because uh, it follows that story. But, uh, you know what? If I, <clears throat> going back to the religion question, if there's any religion I have besides the mystery, it's who am I? So I'm a, uh, I found Ramana mm. Maharishi a few years ago. I came across him through my, when I, when I, when I finally got this clarity and, and things changed, I explored all kind, all different modalities. I mean, I spent mm-hmm. five years just digging into all these different things. I, I went to uh, self-realization fellowship, which was, a uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's uh, organization he formed, and they're big on meditation. Right. If you go to if you go right. to a service or whatever, it's meditation, meditation, meditation. You'll hear that a hundred times. <clears throat> but that that kind of after a while, I wanted to try some other things, so I got into Buddhism. I looked into all kinds of stuff. I, I just all kinds of modalities. But I came across Ramana Maharishi, and his thing was to achieve self-realization. You continually ask yourself the question, who am I? Who am I? And then when you get an answer, then you say, well, who's, mm. who's asking the question? And would you, what, I, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I keep asking yeah. the question is, who yeah. am I? Who am I? Who am I? What is this? Who am I? You know, what is this? Who am I? So. Wow. Uh, so maybe that kind of goes into, uh, are there everyday events or activities that you do that are spiritual to you? Uh, I have a pretty strict morning routine that I do. Um, I do this thing called a six times book, which is a Buddhist practice, specifically Tibetan Buddhism. So the first thing you do is you get up and you, and you grab your book and you write three things you're grateful for, like right off the bat. It could be anything, you know, I'm, I'm just glad I woke up, uh, I'm glad the sun is shining or it could be something bigger. You know, I'm glad this particular person entered my life or I found God, whatever, whatever you're grateful for. And then you have these things where you're supposed to set your day. Like what's something it's kind of business oriented, the the book I have, uh, but it says, what are you going to do 
what's if, if, if today was your last day, what are you going to get? What are you going to do today? And then it's what are you going to do for your colleagues and your friends? What are you going to do for your customers? What are you going to do for your colleagues or your uh, people you use of service or people you encounter? And then what are you going to do for the world? And then six times throughout the day, there's these uh, different vows like respecting life, generosity, correct worldview and everything. So you, you go in, you write one of those down and you check in with yourself and, and you think, okay, what did I do that was positive in that regard? What did I do when I was negative and, and what's a to-do thing? So that, that, uh, that can be time consuming, but I found it to be very helpful. Uh, sometimes I don't always finish every day uh, completely. Right. But I, yeah. I start with that. And then I do my meditate. I do my breathing practices, pranayama, some type of breathing practice, and then I do meditation. And I do that almost every day of my life. And uh, whether it's five minutes or five hours, I, I, I do those practices every day, just about every wow. day. And so good for you. That well, uh, it, it's what keeps me sane, man. <laughs> it's the only right. thing. It's keeping me in the game because I, 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 I've done some experiments where I, I've dropped one or two of those things or something in that regards, and it, I could tell. I could tell that it, it, it wasn't good for me. It, it just feels like something's missing then. Exactly. Right? It's, a, it's become such an ingrained habit that if I don't do it, my, my day is kind of off kilter. But I, I do that, uh, and then I try to do some type of movement, either uh, uh, some Qui Gong stuff or yoga. Uh, I try to go to the gym, uh, not every day. I try to do where I go to the gym one day. I like to lift weights. I like to do heavy weights. And so okay. I go to the gym or I do on the other day I do yoga again, you know, my schedule is all over the place. So it doesn't always follow exactly, but I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent about it. And I consider that part of my spirituality because if I don't take care of the body along with the mind, it's so interlaced. There's, there's, it's so interlaced that you can't separate yeah. it. If you don't do, if you put more emphasis on one or the other, you're, 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 you're it's not going to work. It's not going to, it's not going to work. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there for sure. Cause I've, I've definitely been the type that I, I focus so much on my internal that I kind of let my body go to, <laughs> you know, not be in the best condition it should be or something like that. Right. So then that's, so I always have to work on the external myself more so than the internal works easy for me at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It's finding the balance, right? It, uh, yeah. Nature life as we see it, as we know it is balance. It, it, you know, nature exists in balance. And so yes. we, we as humans and ego and everything, uh, and storytellers, uh, we, we tend to be out of balance often. So it's just trying to maintain balance. Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, you, you obviously, by what you said, it, it sounds like that you derive uh, a huge benefit to yourself through your, through this journey that you're on, uh, or is there is there anything else that you're hoping to get out of it that you're some some place you're hoping to attain or? Well, I guess you have the idea of enlightenment, whatever that means. I I don't fully grasp 
what that means. And I probably, it's, it's probably not what we think it means. <laughs> exactly. It, and probably when you, if you find it, whatever it is, it's probably, it's like, Oh, okay. But I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the question I've always wondered is, uh, did, did the Buddha know that he was enlightened? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the thing about yeah. the, the, the thing about the Buddhism is and, and as much as I love it and I find so much truth in it is that, yes, it, me too. Yeah. Is that, you know, the Buddha, uh, who, uh, Siddhartha, none of the stuff he said was written down. And so it wasn't until right. 500 years after he had gone that they started writing this stuff mm -hmm. down. So I don't know about you, but if you ask someone what happened five minutes ago, they're probably going to be <laughs> a little distorted. There's parts that will be deleted. So I yeah. don't know exactly, you know, if this, what he said, uh, you know, is translated in what is in today. But I know that those, the Buddhism has been studying the mind intensely for 2,500 years. So I think they figured out a few things. So that's kind of what I, I tend to embrace more than anything, but I, I, I'm not sure about the whole reincarnation thing and all that. I just, <clears throat> I had a monk, <clears throat> pardon me. I had a Buddhist monk say, no problem. I had a Buddhist monk say, Oh, well, we can prove it. And, and I said, and, and I never got beyond that. I, I never found out how they could prove it, but uh, you know, the, the, that doesn't sound like something a Buddhist monk would even say to me. Well, so he was Tibetan. He was he was brought up in the Tibetan. He, you know, he was a Westerner, but he was brought up the, in the Tibetan. Uh, okay. School. So in Tibetan Buddhism, logic, uh, which is contrary to most religion, <laughs> logic mm. plays a huge factor <laughs> in Tibetan Buddhism. So he said you could prove it through logic, is what he was saying. Okay. But I never mm. got beyond that. That still feels like a Western, maybe his Western uh, uh, thinking still in interfering maybe with his. <laughs> it could be, you know, it's impossible to get beyond our environment. It's just, it's just impossible. Yeah. Because uh, those first six years of our lives and all those imprints that are put in there, you know, we live that in many ways for the rest of our lives. Yes. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. Yeah, like I was just saying on uh, on your podcast that we did there it's uh, I, I mean i i live my life trying not to disappoint people and boy that's a hard hurdle to, for me to overcome still sometimes <laughs> I, I still find myself dragged back there's occasionally well you know what's interesting about that and and, and i'll share with your listeners is I, I recently discovered i recently went to a training for it's this thing called neuro linguistic programming or nlp and uh, okay. I, i'd heard of it before but I'm really going to get dig into it. I'm, I'm working on getting certified to be a, a NLP practitioner. Oh, okay. Because what it is, it's tapping into the language and understanding the language and changing the language of the unconscious mind, or, or if you want, the subconscious mind, which is the overall overwhelming majority of our lives are lived completely unconscious. And so... Uh, that's hmm. what, it, that's kind of where I'm headed right now. That's the, that's my next modality I'm going to dig into and, and explore and try and, and, and become proficient at that to understand, like, you know, like you said, you, you know, you you didn't want to disappoint people. Well, where did that come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and, that would be a good thing for me to understand. Yeah. And so with this NLP, you can get rid of that and, and you can get rid of it. It, it's not going to take years of psychoanalysis. You can get rid of it 
like in moments. Really? That's what they tell you. And it was interesting. Mm. So it was a four day training and it's uh, pretty intensive. But what Great. was interesting too, is the way they structured it. You had a lot of retention and it's, it, this, the practices, the NLP practices. But the last thing they did was they asked people, there's about a hundred of us there. Uh, and they asked people in the audience, so does anyone have a phobia they'd like to get rid of? And so they asked a few people, and, and then they finally got to this uh, last woman, and she had this rather odd phobia. It was okay. uh, earthworms. She was terrified of earthworms. Oh. <laughs> now, yeah. to where, the point to where if it rained, she didn't go outside in the event that she would see an earthworm now now remember too we live in a desert so there's not a lot of earthworms here in the desert at least that gotcha see. uh yeah so and and as she was talking about it you could just see i mean she was a, almost in a panic attack I mean, you could just see her you could see it it was it was terrifying for her just even talking just about even it. talking about it and she had this oh geez from the time she, i think she was in her mid-30s i was guessing i'm not sure but around yeah. the time she was 12 or 13, uh, some kid pulled apart an earthworm and it was both parts were, were wiggling around. And, and that's where the phobia set in. Oh, okay. Right, something simple. It, you know, this takes things to build up to that, but that's what yeah. imprinted that in her mind. And she's been living with this for years. So they brought her up on stage <clears throat> and they started going through this process and they, uh, take you back to this timeline and, and, and the last part of it was, you know, I imagine you're in a movie theater and you're in a projection booth and you're watching the movie of that event. All right. Well, take yourself out of the projection booth. You put yourself in the picture. It's now black and white and run it backwards. And they kept doing that over and over and over again. And as they were doing that, you could see it in her body, in her face, physically. It was that phobia was going away. It was disappearing. You wow. could see it. You could see it in her face and everything. And then, uh, and then at the end, so the, the, the gentleman that was leaving, his name's Dr. Um, uh, Dr. John, I can't remember his last name. It's empowerment something. Uh, you, you can look it up. I'll, I'll uh, I can't, it's escaping me right now. I apologize, but um, <laughs> no problem. No uh, worries. He asked her, "So, how do you feel about your phobia?" And she said, oh, I, oh, "I feel so silly about it. I've been carrying this silly phobia for years. So, will <laughs> it last? I don't know. But if it comes back, you can use this procedure, these practices. You can speak this language to get rid of it again. And it happened in minutes." Wow. It's powerful stuff, man. I, I, you know, you'll, mm. you'll, you'll read stuff out there that say that NLP is a pseudoscience. I say, if you think that, then try it. <laughs> you might feel different. Right. I had an experience personally that really had an impact on me. It was this thing's called parts integration. I had this conflict uh, related around my mother's funeral and not attending it. And so I did the practice and, and I had a, a big aha moment, a big realization came where I integrated these conflicting parts and, and, and had an idea of what I need to do to resolve this issue. So, I mean, that's just powerful stuff. And, and again, we're talking in minutes, not hours, not days, not years, minutes. Hmm. Wow. 
So it sounds like that, uh, well, I mean, it sounds like this had quite an impact on you. Huge. <laughs> and just the way you say things and the way you structure your sentences and, and, and uh, also part of it's building rapport with people and mimicking, mimicking people. And it's, it's, it's powerful stuff. Man. I can't wait to really dig into it and, and get fully a uh, grasp of it. So that's just where well, I'm at right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. It's it's the next step of your journey. Eh? Exactly. That exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I it sounds like this. Yeah, uh, you're you're being influenced in this new, uh, in this new uh, method, and and uh, by these new teachers. But who else has influenced you along the way that you would say, you know, is is your well, just any, any of them, I guess. <laughs> uh, there's been a few people. Uh, Gurdjieff, you're familiar with. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, now that's an interesting one. Actually, you know what? Uh, shoot, I I haven't thought of Gurdjieff for a little bit, but actually, that was probably finding him was one of the uh, that was that was one of the one of the things that led up to me starting this podcast, oh, really? I think. Interesting. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. He, he had some real interesting ideas that the main thing uh, about that, you know, most of us are walking through life asleep again, unconscious. Yes. what he called yep. asleep is really unconscious, which is the overwhelming yes. majority of our life is completely unconscious. And I thought that true. way, it's just, it's how we have to function because if we took in all the information that was going on around us, we, our yeah. heads would explode. Well, it, it's how the ego uh, filters the outside world yeah. for a, to a large amount. Yeah, and we were, you know, evolution is through survival, right? Survival of the fittest. Yes. Uh, so we were we evolved. We're, we're at we're at where we are now because we evolved through uh, survival, and so that's how you survive. <laughs> if you had to take in all the information, I don't think you'd last long. Right. So Gurdjieff was a big one. And also his idea of having, you know, you live inside this mansion and there's these many eyes that live in this mansion, these many parts of you. And what the idea is to break those walls down to where there's only one eye. And then I think, if I recall correctly, that realizing that there's no eye. (laughs) (laughs) He studied a lot of Eastern philosophy, so he was influenced by Buddhism as well. Yes. And what else? So there's some other ones. There's a great book that had a huge impact on me in my life. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big. It sounds familiar. I don't think I, I haven't read it. Uh, David Schwartz. It was written back in the 50s. So some of the language is a bit dated. Right. But yeah. that had a big one. I, I found that one through Tim Ferriss when I read his uh, four-hour work week. He talked about okay. at the end some major books, and he carried. He, it's a book he carries around with him all the time because he goes to it and consults it from time to time. And that's the kind of book it is. You you, you go to a part, you read it, and say, okay. And what's interesting about the magic of thinking big is, is that while you're reading it, you're going, why haven't I been doing it's this? It's not complicated stuff. It's not like you know difficult. It's just not. It's just a fact of doing it. So you do the things he talks about in the book, and that had a huge impact on me as well. And, you know, going back, like I said, I went to uh, Self-Realization Fellowship. I don't attend that anymore, but that was huge in, in my development. And my, my friend, uh, his name is Jackson Saunders, 
And he's the one that really kind of saved me because even though I had mm. gotten to the point where I wasn't uh, poisoning my body on an almost daily basis, my brain was right. a mess. And so yeah. uh, he, he introducing those things to me uh, really – your, your mentor moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just met recently and we hadn't seen each other for a while, but it's like, it's like we never, no time passed, you know, you know, those kind of friends. Yeah. And so yep. yeah, he's still a, a mentor in my life. And, and uh, there's been others uh, along the way, even during the dark times, you know, uh, I'll mention somebody that uh, might surprise people and, and they might be taken back by it, but in those dark years, I was reading Anton LaVey's books. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, he, he was actually trying to say something overall. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to kind of be, well, he's almost like a circus act. But you know what's funny about his books is that he had a tremendous sense of humor. And Oh, really? Oh, he did. <laughs> he had a great sense of humor. And what he taught me was that, uh, number one, that humans... We can be, we can be, it doesn't mean we are, but we can be the most vicious animal on the planet. And I mm -hmm. see that time and time again, you know, most animals don't kill each other or hurt each other for pleasure. Uh, humans do, or we can't. Right. And that, you know, it, it also taught me uh, that, you know, things change. What, what was seen as bad at one time can be good or Romanticizing, yeah, yeah, or romanticizing the past. You know, there were things that were, weren't good in the past either. And he also oh, taught absolutely. me when I when I was in those dark periods to question everything, to question things, mm -hmm. to become, to don't believe everything just because somebody said it. Which is what the Buddha said, but Buddha said it in a yes. much nicer way. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Not, let's not forget it was the Church of Satan. It was not Church of uh, being nice. So. Uh, you know, his idea was that, you know, if somebody strikes you, you don't turn the other cheek, you strike back and hard. But, uh, you know, so, you know, there's other things. There's just different things that everything can be a teacher, really. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you, for sure. It depends on your perspective, even the bad times. You know, back in 2008, I don't know what it was like in Canada, but uh, 2008, when they had the financial crash, I lost my house. Yeah. I lost everything. And uh that really sent me into a, a, a downward spiral. It took many years for that spiral to end, but that really oh, wow. set me down. But, but I, I realized that, you know, I had all this stuff and I lost it all, but now I realize most of that stuff I don't need and, 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 and I don't want it now. So the dark, right. the dark periods are your best teacher. Well, that's uh, that's the uh, the band Disturbed. They have that song. Sometimes darkness can show you the light. Yeah, it's the only way you're going to find the light is going through the darkness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So even when you were in those uh, dark times of your soul, there for a large portion of your life, so you, so you had those moments, like you're still learning and searching and. Yeah, something. And, uh, yeah, I, I was searching for anything to get me out of it. That's what I was searching for. Right. Yeah. 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 And I was a but, deep but, uh, atheist, and and uh, I was, I wasn't necessarily mad at God. I just didn't believe in it. Right. Uh, I, I was mad. Right. I was mad at the church, and I thought the Catholic Church was was beat baloney, which I still think of in many ways. But uh, I mean, <laughs> any church where you have to have your own bank, 
something's wrong. I mean, the, the, the guy who's supposedly the founder of it uh, would probably be mm. too happy about that. So, uh, yeah. I still think it's a, but it's like anything, you know, we, 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 uh, you get ego in the way and it it causes challenges. Yes. No, that's, yeah, it's true. We have to, we have to learn to live that balance. Uh, I, I mean, our ego does filter the outside world for us, but we have to, we have to teach it to, uh, not filter too much and, to also not control us too much. It's, right. It's, uh, and, and that's a hard, that's a tough task. There's, there's no, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, well, again, it's, it's the lifelong, yeah. it's part, it's the lifelong journey, right? We, we don't get, we don't get this right, you know, within five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you, and you know, what's interesting it's, talking about the hero's journey. I remember I had a, I was very fortunate. I grew up in uh, Castle Rock, Colorado, which is in Douglas County. It was a very uh, rich county. So we had a, a really good school system. I, I, th- I still think the school system needs to be updated, but I was fortunate to grow up in a very good school system. But we had a one class in high school, and uh, I think we had to read 100 classic books. And one of those books was The Hero's Journey by Joseph K. Or The Hero... Uh, what is it called? Hero with a Thousand Faces. Yeah, Hero with a Thousand yeah. Faces. So I read that book yeah. back in high school, and oh wow, it that's, didn't have quite the impact it does for me now. But that's where the seed was planted <laughs> there. Okay. So yeah. uh, I, I was. Have you, have you read it since then? I have. I have. Okay. Um, it, it, it's a much different thing for me, and again, it, it, it's it's part of the mystery. Why is that story? so ingrained in human beings. I don't understand it. And, uh, you know, uh, going back to mentors and influences, I, I, it made me think of something. <clears throat> There's a gentleman yep. now who is a writer and a speaker, uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Have you, are you familiar with him in the book? Stadiums? Oh, that's very familiar. Yeah. That uh, book uh, was paradigm shifting. What was the book called again? Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Okay. I know I've just, I've heard that name recently somewhere. Now I can't pinpoint it. <laughs> he just put out another book. He said, this is his third book. He did see. Oh, I know. I, I know what it was. He, he was just on, uh, uh, Christine listens to, uh, Rich Roll's podcast and he was just on Rich Roll. Oh, he was good. I'll have to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I think he's one of the great minds and thinkers and writers of our time. Because when you're reading Sapiens, man, they're, they're, you talk about mind shifts and paradigm shifts, man. It's going on. He, he's incredible. And, and so that mm. book had a huge impact on me, huge. <laughs> so, well, we're getting, uh, getting close to the end here or whatever, almost, almost up to the hour. I like to try to keep these around the hour point. Uh, and so thank you, Rich, for, a- for answering all these questions. And Thanks for I always having like me. I to, love talking about this stuff. I could talk for hours. <laughs> oh, I know we could, yeah. It's just depending. It's like, will anybody listen for hours? Uh, like you and I, probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I like to ask, I have my tagline for Think Spiritual, of change yourself, change your world. And it was something I came up before. It was before I even started the podcast, and, and I done this uh i'd done this other youtube video on on uh, being spiritually awakened shall we say and i had that in there it's like does does that you can be 
completely honest with me. Does that feel true for you that if you change yourself, that your world will change around you? Uh, it's the only way. <laughs> because in the outside world is the representation of yourself. I think Alan Watts put it perfectly when he said, everything that's going on outside in the world is what's going on in your head. Mm. And again, let's go back to the unconscious. Most of it's unconscious. Your worldview yes. is all the things, all the things, that you, all the imprints, your senses, everything up to this very moment. It's all being filtered through that. So if you want to change the world, you got to change yourself first. There's no other way, man. There's no way. You can save the whales. You can save the environment or whatever. All the things you want to do. If you really want to change the world, you got to change yourself. There's no other way. Yes. Yeah. No, that's point. I think you just put that way more succinctly and way more powerfully than any way I've come up with yet. That's well, good. You can yeah, borrow I, I really, that. You can okay. <laughs> I can borrow that from you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, th again, thank you, Rich, very much. I really, I really did want to know, yeah, more about you yourself because it was like, well, what's what got you on your path? What got you on this journey? And how did you, how did you end up starting? You know, Mindful Accord. And well, actually, maybe just do a plug for your Mindful Accord. Just uh, what is that all about so, so exactly? When I a few years ago, I was started on this journey. I I, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. Uh, transform themselves like I was transformed and give them the tools and teach them the tools. And then I was approaching it from a business standpoint, because at that time, you started reading articles, all businesses are, are starting to embrace this, which they are. But, you know, let's be honest, not completely. <laughs> but So I, I, there was a few frustrations with that. And I realized this is really not what I want to do. So I'm kind of switching gears. I'm going to go to doing more online courses and a more online presence. And I want to find people. I want to deal with people that are looking for change instead of convincing people like saying, Hey, uh, if you do this, it'll really help you. What I realize is that you kind of have to have people come to you saying, like, I need help. What can I do? Yes. Well, try this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So because yeah, you can't you can't convince anybody you can't you can't right. make anybody change right it's like the, it's like the idea that you're not your thoughts I, I at one time I would have thought that was preposterous what do you mean I'm not my thoughts that's ridiculous well I couldn't see it because I was my thoughts I was ingrained in my thoughts but mm. my thoughts are just yeah. happening every every second every few every yes. half a second. And they're yep. just happening. They're not me. It's just firings in my brain that are coming out as reality, but I don't have to hold on to it. I'm not saying they're not real. I'm just saying you don't have to attach yep. yourself to it. Right. Yeah. So I'm getting, it's like it's like your body and your brain are always trying to figure out what to do next. <laughs> yeah, right. I think what kind, of, kind to, of thing. You know what? Honestly, I think one of the found, one of the things that I've come to the conclusion about is that we were formed, our brain has one main agenda, survival. Yes. All else. Yep. So your brain's always yep. looking for threats. And we're social animals, but at the same time, yep. we're looking for threats constantly. So I think that's a huge part of our life, and we have to be able to come to grips with that. And I don't think you can change that necessarily, but you can become aware of it. And well, don't you, don't you see that exact uh, thing coming to, shall we say, reality 
with like the heavy political polarization in the United States and in Western society right now. As far as what? Like, I don't follow the news. Well, so. <laughs> that, that, that idea of survival above all else. Well, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's the basis of all our challenges mostly because, you know, as humans, we're, we're consume, 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 consume. It's, it's this, it's this survival thing, right? So, you know, when we were evolving a hundred, uh, you know, a, a million years ago, you know, if you found some food, uh, you got all you could get. Uh, take it, get it now, because you don't know yes. when you're going to get it again. Well, that's we yeah. still have that at the at the lower portion of our brain that is still going on. We just live in a world where we don't need to be that way. There aren't any tigers yeah. trying to eat us anymore, but our yeah. brain unconsciously doesn't care. It's keep you alive, keep it alive above all else. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think I I think I see people. I think this is what people are doing. Uh, they're they're trying to put the the survival of the body above all other considerations, and that's why it's like you have people, you know, fighting for uh, just like some of these ridiculous laws that they want to put into place and things like that. To uh, it, it's all about. To me, it's all about protecting the body. It seems like, and and to hell with the with the spirit and with the struggle and things like that. It's like they're wanting to get rid of the struggle. That's an interesting kind of perspective. Thing. I've never thought of it in that way. That's really interesting. That is a that's a philosophy unto itself. Yeah, maybe maybe. <laughs> so it's, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm maybe not being totally clear with my idea. It's just when you when you when you. Uh, when you specified that it's like, yeah, like, like our brain is just, just about making us survive. Well, if you're totally focused on those unconscious thoughts it, it, and, and you think that you are those things, that's the thing Like people are identifying with all those thoughts too, right? Like Absolutely. People's ad Absolutely. identities are so, are so confused nowadays. And you're like, I used to live on an emotional roller coaster ride every day of my life. Yeah. Yeah, right. no, I did too. Yeah. yeah. So if, yeah. if my thoughts turn this way, that's where I went. But what what you, what you come to realize is that if you detach from your thoughts through meditation, through mindfulness, you don't have to go on that roller coaster ride, man. You you see what's going on. You say, okay, I gotta let that go. I gotta let yes that go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, talking about what's going on in the country here now, I I, I don't follow the news. I stopped following the news. I I, I did the same thing. I stopped listening to the news. I stopped paying any attention to it. I mean, you you hear dribs and drabs about it no matter what because it's just so pervasive. Yeah, it filters through. But I think if you want to know what's going on in the news, read a history book. Right, because <laughs> you'll just see it all. You just see it all repeated anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Read a history book if you want to know what's going on in the news. The names might be different, the technology might be different, but, but we. <laughs> you know that's probably very true, actually. Yeah, I, I would say so. But but let, let's 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 bring up this point. So what's going on now in our world with this exchange of information, whether it's fake news or not? We are yeah. living in a time unlike any time in human history. We've never oh, exactly. had this level of access yeah. to information. So it's like trying to predict what the first printing press, where that would take us. So who knows what will happen? Who knows? I, I, there's no way to predict it. But but I, I think that I think that the you know I, 
my concern is, is environmentally, you know, this this climate change thing, there's some scary stuff that's going on right now and how that's going to affect yeah. us and all the other planets, all the other species on the planet, uh, who knows. But, I, 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 you know, everyone's always scared of the future and think things are going to get worse. If you imagine 100 years ago, uh, you know, at least in the United States, uh, what is it? 35% of children didn't live past the age of five. Most people did not have an education. Yep. You know, yep. uh, a lot of people were illiterate. Uh, things are better now for humans, at least in, oh, in yeah. where we are. We're, we're, we're living like kings used to live, all, almost all yes. of us. Yep. And so I think the future will be better. Hopefully the environment or the... Perhaps the world is maybe trying to correct itself a little bit and get rid of this pesky species. Not get rid of it, but, you know, yeah. get it in line yeah. a little bit. <laughs> you know, this pesky species that's kind of taken over. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if we can get through that, I think the future is very bright. I I, I agree with you, actually, very much so. Uh, I, I don't really have that doomsday feeling about because I, I feel like this is an amazing transition time for kind of the human species i think we have a chance to take a step up and become something greater uh than, than we have been at any point in history but i agree you know so you talk about the spiritual we, people like the age of aquarius well what yeah if the age of the aquarius is the internet that's the age of aquarius well that's interesting that's an interesting thought it's not spiritual us all, it's right there <laughs> right bringing us all connected and together but, but I mean, each person has to take that internal journey, though, too, like before, before, before they can come to the full fruition of who they are, I think, too. So absolutely. Absolutely. And, you, and you're, you're probably going to have to take that journey a few more times. But, you know, I think I think I don't know about you, but for me, that that, that big first one, it, it you know, the, the other ones aren't quite as big as that first one, you yes. know, the, the big monumental yep. change. But you yeah. know, you're still going to have those hero's journey come up in your life over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I well, just it's a bit of a sideline, but it, it fits exactly with what you just said. Uh, I watched the uh, the original Iron Man movie again last night, and I realized that that's what happens to Tony Stark. He actually takes his big change hero's journey. He actually goes through two hero's journeys in the in that movie. He has the big change one. And then, uh, then he has the, the, the later one where he becomes Iron Man, but, but he has to, he's so arrogant and so caught up in his own, uh, his own ego that he has to have the big, the big mind shift first. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you, unfortunately, sometimes you have to have those traumas to bring you through that. Yeah. Unfortunately, as humans, uh, the, uh, the thing that brings about the most amount of change is, is a great amount of suffering. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And that trauma itself is a, is a hero's journey yeah. getting through it and not, not getting stuck in it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So I, I did a Vipassana 10 day Vipassana about a year ago. And so I'm, I'm not familiar. So with that, Vipassana but... is started by SN Goenka and uh, it's 10 days of silence and there's no, talking, oh, no, okay. no journaling, no reading, no writing. You're not even supposed to gesture to each other. And, and you spend 10 oh, wow. hours a day meditating. Wow. So it's for, for everybody, those first few days, it's very painful because you're not used to sitting that much. Mm hmm. 
and, and, and not doing any kind of, they don't want you, you're not supposed to do yoga. You're not supposed to do anything. You know, you have to stretch and do some things, but you're not supposed to do any of that stuff. No exercise, mm. nothing. You just meditate and be silent. And so there's a lot of pain involved, but the pain, the suffering is a part of the process. Once you get past that pain, once you go through that part of the hero's journey, then you start to have some enlightenment. Hmm. So it's wow. the same thing. So we have to suffer. So embrace the suffering as much as you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Rich, very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I, I, love it, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't get to talk about myself this much. So, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> That's why you start a YouTube channel. Then you can just talk about yourself all the time. Oh, yeah, right. A bunch, a whole bunch of narcissists everywhere. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. No, I admit it. That's partly why I do it. <laughs> well, you're doing a good thing, man. This is a good show. It's important what you're doing. I think it's important. Well, you're, yourself as well. And I really like the 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 approach you're you're looking at taking with mindful accord there. So, well, thank you. so I really, I wish you the best and hope that works for you. Well, yeah, there's going to be some online courses very soon. Uh, this is all new to me. Uh, when you go on this, uh, journey, this, I don't want to call it an entrepreneurial journey. When you're trying to do your own thing, uh, you have to learn it. And so, uh, I'm, I'm learning it, but there'll be some online courses soon. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Rich. And thank you very much listeners. I appreciate every single one of you that do happen to listen, even if it's just my parents from time to time. <laughs> Someone's listening. That's right. So change yourself, people, and change your world. That's going to be the motto of Think Spiritual for as long as I'm able to put these things out. 